Hi, welcome to the Alex Rubit Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Alex Rubit, and I pray that you will find today's teaching of the Word of Faith and Grace to be uplifting, edifying, and encouraging. To find out more about our ministry and to access other teaching resources, simply head to graceworldchurch.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's message. So guys, uh, if you have your Bibles this morning, I want to invite you to join me in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, starting in verse 29. Isaiah 40, verse 29. I started something the other day in our New Year's message, our vision message for 2023. And we were talking about that we believe that this is going to be a year of, we believe it's going to be a year of renewal. We believe this is going to be a year of restoration, and we believe it's going to be a year of divine acceleration. And we were sharing with you that the key for us to see this come to pass in our lives is going to be that this is going to be, this is going to have to be the year where you purpose, and nobody can do this for you. You're going to have to do this for yourself. Everybody has to do this for themselves. You're going to have to purpose in your hearts that this is going to be a year where you trust and depend completely on God. We want to begin to live our lives where we depend on God for everything. And when we depend on God for everything, what happens is it's going to change how we uh, approach certain things. It's going to change our our posture. Amen. It's going to change how we how we deal with with things that come up in our lives. And that's kind of what I want to get into today. I want to start today something that I believe we're going to continue over the next several weeks. And I really want to talk about how depending on God produces an attitude of humility. I want to talk about the importance of humility. You see, humility is something that oftentimes is misunderstood. Sometimes people have this idea that when you are humble, that what that means is that you're putting yourself down. There's this religious idea that to be humble means that you have a low opinion of yourself. But I want you to understand that is not what humility is from a biblical standpoint. Humility, biblically speaking, is simply to see yourself the way God sees you. It is simply to be obedient to whatever God is telling you to do. And it is simply to recognize your dependence on God. I believe that dependence on God will produce humility. And and I want you to know that that humility is absolutely crucial in order for you to see the promises of God coming to pass in your life. What you want to understand is, is that it's going to be, it's going to be based on you being humble. In other words, humility is going to produce a posture that's going to make you receptive and available to some of the things that God wants to do in your lives. Amen. And so let's embark on this journey together here this morning. And I want to start in the, in the book of Isaiah again in chapter 40 verse 29. I'm going to be reading this verse from the ESV translation. And I want you to pay attention to what he says here. He says in verse 29, he says, he gives power to the faint. That word power means ability. It means strength. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, 
he actually increases strength. And so what I want you to notice here right from the get-go is that God says he's going to give power. Now, who is he giving power to? The strong? The person who's got it all figured out? No, guys. He says he's going to give power to the faint. He's going to give power to those who are weary, those who are tired. Look at verse 30. Verse 30 says, Even youths shall faint and be weary. And so, in other words, age has nothing to do with this. Amen. And he says, And young men shall fall exhausted. But look at verse 31. That's what, this is what I want you to see. He says in verse 31, But those who wait for the Lord. Take note. Those who wait for the Lord. What do they do? He says, they shall renew their strength. Take, take note of the word renew. If you have your Bible, I want you to underline, wait for the Lord and renew. He says, they will renew their strength. He says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. And so God says that he wants to renew our strength. And we're talking about this being a year of renewal. And so when we talk about renewal, what we're talking about is your strength being renewed. What we're talking about is your ability uh, being renewed by you depending on God. Look at this verse in the Amplified Translation, just verse 31 Amplified says, but those who wait for the Lord, and now he's going to tell us what that means to wait for the Lord. He says, those who expect, those who look for him, those who hope in him. And so to wait for the Lord is to depend on God. To wait for the Lord is to be expecting God. It is to be uh, looking for God. It is to be hoping for God. So no matter what's going on in your life, you are expecting God to show up in that area of your life. No matter where you find yourself this morning, you are looking for God. You're hoping for God. To, to hope from a biblical standpoint means to have an earnest expectation of good. It means to have a confident expectation of a good. And so those who expect God, those who look for God, those who hope in God, what, what, what do they do, guys? He says, they shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not become tired. And so God says that he will cause our strength to increase. He's going to cause our strength to abound. Now, how is he going to do this? He says he's going to do it by changing and renewing our strength. Now, why does he say change? He says change because that Hebrew word that's translated renewal, guys, literally that word means to uh, change or to exchange or to pass. The the, the um, literal translation here says to pass to power. And so what he's saying is that to renew your strength, what that means is it means to exchange your your weakness for his strength. I want you to take note of this right now, friend. It means to exchange your weakness for the strength of God. It means to exchange your inability for the ability of God. It means to exchange your lack for his provisions. And so this is what it means to wait for the Lord. This is what it means to depend on God. It means to depend on God, to, to, to wait for the Lord. It means, at one, that we will seek his guidance 
His wisdom and His direction in all things, and it means that we live a life of depending on God. And so, and so, let's talk about this for a moment. Now, when you're seeking, when you're waiting for the Lord, when you're seeking His guidance and your direction and His direction in all things, what that means, guys, is that you're going to have some、uh, periods in your life where you're going to become quiet before the Lord. What this means is, glory to God, that you're going to have some some moments in your day where you're just going to slow down. And you're just going to wait for the Lord. In other words, you're going to you're going to before you know there's an important issue that comes up in your life, or there's a decision that you got to make in your life, or or there's some something where you got to take some kind of action. Well, what you want to do when you're waiting for the Lord is glory to God. You want to slow down and you want to check in with your silent partner. You want to check in glory to God with the Holy Ghost. You want to check in with your unseen partner, and you want to see Lord, is this what you want me to do in this area of my life, Lord? Do you want me to do this, Lord? Do you want me to do that? To do that, and so you're seeking His will, His guidance, and His counsel. Watch this now, guys. Before any human aid or effort is applied, that's what it means to be waiting for the Lord. And so we get quiet. And so, in other words, this is this is slowing down. You see, here's here's a, here's an interesting thing. Glory to God when it comes to a divine acceleration. You see, if 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 you want to see a, a God accelerating some things in your life, guys, what you want to understand is that God will accelerate when you slow down. I want you to take note of that. In other words, it's it's kind of like a paradox. You see, you see, in the the, the life of a born again Christian, you want to understand that your place of empowerment is always going to be a place of rest. You see, when you are at rest, what you're doing is you are positioning yourself now for God to show up in your life in a greater way. And so, when you slow down, when you have moments where you where you're slowing down, you're not getting caught up in the busyness of the world. You're not getting caught up in just always running at a hundred miles an hour. No, you take some time to slow down. You start your day perhaps with some quiet time where it's just you and God, you and the Word. You get together、uh, with God. You pray in the Holy Ghost perhaps, and 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 you just spend some time with Him. You practice your relationship. I want you to understand. That as you slow down, God is going to be able to accelerate some things in your life. Remember, we told you last week that what it comes down to here is your focus. It's going to come down to your relationship with Jesus, and it's going to come down to your trusting in Jesus. You see, this year 2023 is all about you depending on God. This year 2023 is all about you not being distracted with some of the craziness that you're going to see going on in the world. No, what you're going to do is you're going to keep your focus on God. You're going to keep your attention on God. It's not just um you know a Sunday kind of thing, guys. Glory to God. No, this is a day by day, moment by moment relationship. Relationship that you want to practice with the Lord. You see, this is a day by day, moment by moment walk, intimate fellowship with a Jesus, guys. Amen. If you understand that, say Amen. I want you to type Amen in the chat right there. Glory to God. And so, what this comes down to, guys, is is our recognition that we need God. You see, I want you to understand that no matter who you are. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you find yourself right now, friend, I want you to know that you need God. You see, your dependence on God, your relationship with God, is not something that is a luxury, guys. 
No. It is a necessity. Glory to God. It is a necessity. You want to understand that you need God. You see, God says that he gives power to the faint. And so what you want to recognize is, first of all, that without him, we don't have any power. Without him, we are faint. Without him, we do not have any might, you see. And so what this comes down to is humility. Humility. You see, the only thing that's going to put a stumbling block here is is pride. In other words, if, 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 if you are listening to me right now and you're saying, well, Alex, you know, I kind of get what you're saying, but I'm not really sure if I agree. You know, Alex, I'm doing pretty okay on my own. You see, maybe you're one of those people, praise God, and I want you to know God loves you, but maybe you're one of those people where you just come to God when there's an emergency going on in your life. You see, you're kind of off doing your own thing, but then you come to God when there's an issue going on in your life. But you see, that's not where you want to be this year, friend. You see, you see, you want to be someone who practices your intimate relationship with God, and you want to be someone who understands that you need God in order for you to be able to do what God is calling you to do in order for you to see God's best, you got to live in dependence upon God. Now, the world believes that strength comes from self-effort. You see, the world is really the upside-down kingdom. I want you guys to understand. I want you to understand that everything that you see in the world is flipped upside down. When the fall happened... Everything got flipped upside down, and so the world tends to think, well, if you want to get ahead, if you want to see breakthrough, you just got to push a little bit harder. You see, you got to put in a little bit more effort. Amen. Now, we do believe in putting in the work. We do believe in excellence. We do believe in going the extra mile. But what you under, what what you want to understand is that your confidence is not to be in yourself. Your confidence is to be in Jesus. Glory to God. Your confidence is to be in what a Jesus has already made available to you. And in order for you to access the finished works of Jesus Christ, you see, we're talking glory to God. We're talking about you accessing healing that's already available to you. We're talking about you accessing opportunity that's already a finished work. We're we're talking about you accessing breakthrough that Jesus has already made available to you. Now, in order for you to see that, however, it's not going to come down to your self-effort, friend. No, it's going to come down to you depending on God. It's going to come down to you depending on uh, Jesus. You see, in God's kingdom, we must first recognize our own weakness. See, the world says, well, just, you know, put up a show, just be strong, put in some more effort. But in God's kingdom, we must first recognize our weakness, our frailty, and our need for Jesus, guys. This is huge. And it is only then that we will position ourselves. Listen to me now. It's only then that we will position ourselves to receive his supernatural ability. You see, the, the, the key here, guys, is that you recognize your weakness and your frailty apart from God, but then the key is that you don't stay there. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You see, because sometimes religion has gotten people to this point where they recognize that 
that without God I can do nothing and I need God, but then what happens is, is you kind of forget about this little fact that, 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 that he said, that what God said, what Jesus said is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, you see, and so yes, it's true, you are weak apart from him, but glory to God, if you are born again, if you are in Christ, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, I want you to understand, you're never apart from him. Glory to God, I want you to understand that he has taken up residence on the inside of you, and so in order for you to access the power and ability and might that he has put on the inside of you, friend, what you want to understand is, you gotta, you gotta come from a place where you realize it's not my my strength. It's not my ability. It's not my own self-effort. You see, what we're talking about renewal, renewing your strength means you're exchanging your weakness for his ability. And so what that means is you are exchanging your natural human strength for the supernatural ability of God. Praise God, you see. You see, because no matter who you are, no matter how much natural talent you have, no matter your credentials, no matter, glory to God, how smart you may be, you still need God in order for you to operate in what God is wanting to do in your life. Remember, we were telling you that 2023, we're going to see a divide between the people who are putting their trust in Egypt. They're putting their trust in the natural human resources of the world. They're putting their trust in in what they can do in their own self-effort. We're going to see a divide between those people and the people who are putting their trust in God, the people who are putting their confidence in God, the people who are walking in an intimate fellowship with a God. And when we're talking about putting our trust in God rather than the world system, what that means is that no matter what's going on in the world this year, friend, that is not to throw you off. You see, you might see some crazy stuff going on in the world this year where maybe the, 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 the economic system is concerned, but remember, you're not in the world. You're, 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 you're in the, or excuse me, you should say you're, I should say you're in the world, but you're not of the world. That's what Jesus said, right guys? You're in the world, but you're not of the world system. In other words, you are in Goshen, you're not in Egypt. You see, there might be a famine going on in Egypt, but uh, while, while that famine is going on in Egypt, you are in Goshen. Goshen is the land of more than enough. Goshen is uh, the place where the people of God dwelled while there was a famine going on in Egypt in the book of Genesis. Glory to God. And so this year, you are in Goshen. You are in the land of more than enough. You are in the land where God meets your every need. You are in the land where God uh, supplies whatever is necessary in order for you to live the victorious life, in order for you to position yourself for that. Now, friend, what you want to do is you want to live in your recognition that you have a need for God. You see, strength and empowerment, guys, in this Christian life will come out of our dependence on God. Everybody say out loud, I need God. If you're by yourself, say it to yourself. If you're with someone, say it to them. And if you're watching on the live stream, I want you to type into the live stream, I need God. Amen. Guys, we need him. We all need him. And so let's look at this a little bit further. I want you to turn with me to uh, St. John chapter 15, verse 4. St. John chapter 15, verse 4. And uh, we're going to get as far as we can today, guys, and then we're just going to continue next week. And um, St. John chapter 15, verse 4, this is something that Jesus is, uh, is, uh, has said here, and I want you to really 
catch what he's saying here, guys. He says here in verse 4, Jesus speaking, he says, Abide in me, and I in you. Now the word abide means to remain. It means to dwell. In other words, you are a believer. You've put your faith in Jesus. Now Jesus is saying, abide in me, continue in me. And what this is talking about is, is relationship, guys. This is talking about you living in an intimate relationship with Jesus. He says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. You see, he's the vine, we're the branches, and he says, He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Now, this is what I want you to see. For without me, you can do nothing. Jesus says, without him, we can do nothing. Now, guys, this is a strong statement that I really want you guys to notice, is that Jesus is saying that without him, you can do nothing. You see, without him, we can do nothing. And so what he's talking about here is our relationship. And it's in our relationship with Jesus, guys. This is very important that we look to Jesus as the greater and the stronger vessel. You see, as as, as you are abiding in your relationship with Jesus, the way this relationship is going to look is that it's a relationship where you depend on him for everything. So I want you to understand, guys, how many know that the vine is stronger than the branches. Amen. You see, the, 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 the example that Jesus uses here is, is that he's the vine and we're the branch. You know, we're a branch. And so the vine, not only can the, can the branch bear no fruit apart from the vine, the vine is really the stronger part. Of, 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 of the two, the stronger one of the two. The vine is stronger than the branches. And so this is a relationship where we depend on him for everything. I want you to look at this verse with me in the Passion Translation, the TPT. And I just want to set you up here, guys, today to where you understand that no matter where you find yourself in your life, no matter if things are going well, no matter if you are in a ditch right now, you're Life is to be lived in dependence on Jesus, and it's really to live in an intimate relationship with Jesus. Now, he says here in the Passion Translation, St. John 15, verse 4, he says, So you must remain in life union with me. Take note of that word, life union, for I remain in life union with you. And so when we talk about life union, guys, it makes it clear that we're talking about relationship here. We're talking about relationship here. You see, and what this really comes down to is is really you knowing him from the heart. You knowing him heart to heart. In other words, this is you letting him into every area of your life. You see, some of you, you are walking with the Lord, but some of you, you got some stuff going on in your life where if you're honest, you've been kind of trying to deal with that on your own. You see, you see, you've been kind of trying to kind of uh, clean that up on your own and, and, and you're kind of keeping your relationship with the Lord sort of, a, you know, off to the side. And I want you to understand that's not what you want to do. No, 
glory to God. You see, you want to live in a way where you are letting him in to every area of your life. You see, God, friend, loves you so much that God actually wants to have access to all those areas of brokenness, all those areas of messiness. You see, the, the, those, those deep, dark places that you don't want to tell anybody about. Well, well, God wants to have access to those places. Why? It's because when he comes into those places, what he's going to be able to do, glory to God, is he's going to be able to transform those places. He's going to be able to create transformation from the inside out. You see, he wants to come into the deepest, darkest places in our lives so that he can shine his light into that brokenness. He can shine his healing into that area of brokenness. He can shine his restoration into that area of uh, brokenness. And so in order for you to be available to that, you want to make sure that you're letting him in to every area of your life. He says, for as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless if you live your life, excuse me, unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. You see, guys, how many know that we don't want to have a fruitless life? You see, you want to be a Christian who is bearing fruit. You want to be a believer who is walking in uh, the fruitfulness that Jesus himself wants to produce in you. Look at verse 5. Jesus says, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. Glory to God. And he says, as you live in union with me as your source. Take note, he wants to be your source, friend. He says, fruitfulness will stream from within you, but when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Praise God. And so Jesus is saying he wants to be your source. He wants you to depend on him for absolutely everything. Say out loud again, I need God. Say, I need God. I can't do this thing without Him. If you're with someone, say, you need God. You can't do this thing without Him. Amen. Type it into the comment section, guys. Praise God. Now, now, what are some of the obstacles in, in the way of us actually doing this? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. I want to look at this, actually... Um, I want to look at it in the King James and then also in the message translation as well, because what are some of the obstacles? We, we can all see this. We can all understand intellectually, you know, this is, well, Alex, I can see in the scripture, this is how we are to live our lives. Now, what I want to spend some time on, guys, today is I want to explore what is it that will keep us from actually living in dependence on God. You see, because you know, if you're a believer, you know, first of all, you already know that you depend on God for everything, right? But what's going to keep you from actually really living in this intimate fellowship with him? I want us to really understand that what, what oftentimes keeps a believer, thank you, Lord, what keeps a believer in this attitude where you think, well, Alex... There's some areas in my life that I got to clean up and then I can focus on my relationship with God. Or maybe you say, well, Alex, there's some areas in my life that I got to clean up and straighten out first and then I'm going to go to church or then I'm going to do this thing for God. And so in other words, 
your attitude is this performance-based mindset. Your attitude is this mindset where, uh, where you think that, where you think that in order for you to, to live in what God wants to do in your life, you gotta first perform right. And so what is this, guys? What this is, is a performance-based mindset. You see, here's what I want you to take note of. I want you to understand that a performance-based mindset is always going to weaken your relationship with God. But when you understand the grace of God, when you understand the unmerited favor of God, well, what happens is when you understand grace, well, now it's going to strengthen your relationship with Him And it's also going to cause you to live your life depending on Him. You see, grace, guys, how do we define grace? Just a little reminder, or perhaps this is your first time tuning in here today, guys. I want you to understand that grace is defined as the unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor of God. It's the unmerited, unearned undeserved favor of God. Grace is God being good to us, not because we were good guys. It's God being good. Why? Because God is good. Remember, we were sharing last week on uh, the goodness of God. You see, grace is you realizing that glory to God, God is good, not because of anything you have done or anything you could ever do. No, God is good because God is good. God has decided already before the beginning of time to make his unmerited favor available to you. When God sent Jesus into the world, Jesus went to that cross 2,000 years ago. Why? So he could set you free, so he could deliver you, so that he could cleanse you, so that he could make you righteous, not because of anything you have done or anything you could ever do. Glory to God. No, he did it because he loves you. You see, he did it because he he decided to make his unmerited favor available to you. And so and so what keeps us guys from walking in a relationship with God to the degree that we are called to do is is that we think we have to perform. You see, you think you got to perform in order to be okay with God. But I want you to understand the distinction, guys, between the pattern of the law, which is you got to do good in order for God to do good to you. In other words, you got to do in order to get God to do versus the pattern of grace, guys, which is you release your faith in what Jesus has already done for you. You see, you release your faith in the finished works of Jesus Christ. And as a result, you make yourself available to the goodness of God in your life. Are you guys tracking with me this morning? And so, and so what keeps us from this intimate fellowship is to have the wrong uh, mindset, the wrong approach when it comes to walking with God. Look at what he says here in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come unto me, this is Jesus speaking. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And what I want you to take note of is that this is the same principle that we saw in the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 40, where you come to God and, and what happens is you exchange your weariness, you exchange your, your weakness for his strength. Now he's saying here, Jesus says, all you who are, who labor and are heavy laden, 
Come unto me and I will give you rest. You see, sometimes what happens is you may have been laboring to try to see that breakthrough or you have been laboring to try to see that healing uh, manifesting in your body or you have been laboring to try to see that relationship restored or you have been uh, laboring to try to experience a measure of peace. Well, Jesus is saying to you this morning, he says, don't labor, don't work, don't put that effort into it. No, instead, come to me and I'm going to give you some rest. Come to me, walk in an intimate fellowship with me, and then I'm going to do what you can't do on your own. What I'm going to do is I'm going to work on the inside of you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to transform you from the inside out. What I'm going to do as you are the place of rest, I'm going to go to work in your life, and I'm going to manifest some breakthroughs in your life that you could not have manifested on your own. And so he says, come unto me. And he says, he's going to give you some rest. Verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and take note what he says. He says, and learn of me, for I am meek. Take note of the word meek and lowly in heart. And then you will find rest unto your souls. And so Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. The word yoke, it it represents you willingly submitting to God. You see, yoke is actually a word that that's in, in some cases can refer to a type of bondage, you see. And so it is submission to God. It is literally you becoming a slave to God. But Jesus is saying, well, you can do that because my yoke is going to be easy. You see, when you submit yourself to me, it's going to be an easy yoke. And he says, learn of me. And so in other words, Jesus wants us to trust in him. He wants us to Rely on him, guys, but he also wants us to learn of him. He wants us to, to see him as our example. And he says, I am meek. Take note of the word meek, which means humble. You see, we're talking about how depending on God produces humility. And guys, how many know that when Jesus was in the earth realm, he said, you see, even Jesus, the son of God, lived his life in the earth, guys, in a way where he was in complete submission to God the Father. Remember, guys, what did Jesus say? He said, I can of my own self do nothing. He said, I only do what I see the Father do. And so Jesus himself, he says, learn from me, see how I did it. And Jesus himself was living in dependence on his Father And so in the same way that Jesus was living in dependence on the Father, guys, you and I are called to live in dependence on a Jesus. You see, we are to depend on him for everything. And he says, you shall find rest unto your souls. Now the word soul, the soul specifically is talking about your mind, your will, and your emotions. You see, there's a distinction, guys, between the soul and the spirit, sometimes religion, or oftentimes religion will use spirit and soul interchangeably. But what I want you to understand that your spirit is really the innermost part of you, but your soul, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so he's talking about you resting in your souls. And so, thank you, Lord. I kind of feel we got to point this out too, is that when we talk about rest, We're not talking about inactivity. You know, oftentimes people will say, well, Alex, you don't know what's going on in my life. Well, Alex, I still got to do stuff. I can't just rest. 
I can't just, you know, chill out, glory to God. No, I still got to do stuff. And so, guys, when we talk about resting, we're not talking about you being in bed all day long. You see, we're not talking about you, glory to God, going to the beach and hanging out at the beach all day long. No, what we're talking about is you resting in your soul. You see, what this means in a very practical way, friend, is that you're going to do whatever it is you got to do. Whatever is going on in your life, you're going to do what you got to do, but you're going to do it from this place of rest. You're going to do it from this place of a peace. You're going to do it from a place where you are not allowing the anxieties of the world to upset your peace. Are you tracking with me today, guys? Are you tracking with me? If you understand that, say amen. Type amen in the comment section. And he says in verse 30, he says, My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now look at this verse in the um, message translation. I really think this is going to bless you. I really love how the message translation puts this. And he says in verse 28 in the message, he says, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Watch this, guys. Are you burned out on religion? See, there's a lot of people who are burned out on religion. And when you think about your relationship with God, what you're thinking about is religion. And what we mean by religion is we mean you living in a way where you think that you got to perform to be okay with God. Or you got to clean up your life and then you're going to come to God. Or, you know, you got to take care, you got to straighten out some things in your life and then you're going to, you're going to start serving at church. Well, that's religion. That's not what this is. Jesus says, are you burned out on religion? He says, come to me. You want to get away from religion? You want to come to Jesus. You want to cultivate an intimate relationship with uh, Jesus. He says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. Watch this, guys. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Praise God. You see, you see, Jesus wants you to take a real rest. You see, Jesus, you see, here's the thing, guys, about the world system versus the kingdom of God system. You want to understand that in the world system, it's considered, it's considered more or less normal to be, to, to be kind of worked out, worked up about stuff. You see, you see, if you pay too much attention to the world system, they're going to have you worried and concerned about all kinds of stuff. You see, you see, yeah, there was a pandemic, but if it's up to the world system, it's like, you know, there's there's still another uh, 25,000 new variants. There's another uh, five new versions of that disease that you're supposed to be afraid of. Glory to God. You see, the world system is always going to have you afraid of the next uh, disease. The world system always wants you to be worried about what could go wrong. The world system is always going to have you afraid of some type of lack. And so the world system is based on fear. But Jesus is saying, you dwell in me. You come live in me. I'm going to give you a rest. Why? Because he becomes your protection, guys. He becomes your safety. You see, he becomes your provisions. When you begin to depend on him, he says in verse 29, he says, walk with me and work with me. <laughs> I love it. Work with me. And so, and so our participation is required. Our participation, we told you last week, guys, is not our performance. Our participation is us 
releasing our faith in Jesus, releasing our faith in what He's already made available to us. And He says, watch how I do it. And I love this. He says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And so this year in 2023, friend, you want to begin to live in the unforced rhythms of grace. Unforced rhythms of grace is you cultivating your relationship with Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because remember, guys, that when we talk about grace, when we talk about the unmerited favor of God, we're not talking about a subject matter. We're not talking about a curriculum. We're not talking about a doctrine. No, a glory to God. We're talking about a person. You see, uh, Jesus is grace. Jesus and grace are inseparable because remember the Bible said that Jesus was full of grace and truth. And so Jesus is grace. Jesus is the unmerited favor of God. And so you practice your relationship with him You walk in an intimate fellowship with him. You're going to be learning the unforced rhythms of grace. He says in verse 30, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. And I love this. He says, keep company with me. Friend, this year, you want a purpose in your heart that every single day you're going to keep company with him. You're not just going to keep company with him on Sundays. Praise God. No, you're going to keep company with Jesus every single day. How? Set time aside every day to fellowship with Him. Throughout the day, be mindful of Him. Practice His presence. Just acknowledge that He's there with you, that He never leaves you nor forsakes you. Keep company with me. And He says, you'll learn to live freely and you'll learn to live lightly. Now, oftentimes people say, well, Alex, that's not what I've been taught. You, you, you know, you, you, you might have been brought up to think, well, Alex, there's nothing easy about this Christian life. You might have been brought up to believe that, well, Alex, it's, it's, it's hard. You've got to struggle. You've got to strive to try to be pleasing to God. But what I want you to understand, friend, I want you to take note of this, is... Jesus says he's not going to put anything ill-fitting on you. Jesus says his burden is light. And so what I want us to understand is that it only becomes hard, this Christian life only becomes hard when we try to live it in our own strength and effort. When you are trying to do things apart from Jesus, when you are trying to do things in your own human effort, then it becomes hard. In fact, really, when you do that, when you're, when you're trying to live this Christian life on your own, it's really a setup for failure. It's a recipe for, for, for failure. You see, what you want to understand, friend, is that this Christian life is not hard. It is actually impossible when you try to live it on your own. The only way that you can live the Christian life is with a Jesus, glory to God, at the center. The only way that you can walk in what Jesus has made available to you is uh, by keeping your relationship with Him at the center. You see, the life of a born-again believer is not religion. It is not performance, guys. It is not following a set of rules that are designed to make us okay with God. No, the life of a born-again believer is 
relationship. It's relationship. You see, every other system in the world requires you to perform to either get something, to achieve something, to acquire something. Every other tradition of the world, should we, might we call it that, will require you to perform to be okay with God. But it's only Jesus, guys, a person, who says, come to me. Be in an intimate relationship with me. Be in an intimate fellowship with me. And I'm going to do what you can't do on your own. You see, you see, you're not trying to get God to do anything for you. This is a radical statement, guys. As a believer, you're never trying to get God to do what he hasn't already made available to you by his grace. God doesn't need you to struggle to try to get him to heal you. No, Jesus already made healing available. The Bible said that we were healed with his stripes 2,000 years ago. And so as you live in an intimate fellowship with him, as you're depending on him, as you're letting him in to those deep, dark places within you, what happens is he's now going to be able to manifest the healing that he's already made available uh, to you. You see, you're struggling in a relationship. Well, what you want to do is you want to let Jesus into that relationship. You want to let Jesus shine his light into those broken places so that he can begin to do what you can't do on your own. You see? You see? And so it's all about our relationship with him. And I want you to catch this too. That our walk with God, guys, it's a day-by-day, moment-by-moment relationship with Jesus. And I said this before. I want to say it again. In this relationship, we're looking to him. We're looking to Jesus. We're looking to God as uh, the greater, stronger vessel. And in this, we are depending on Him for absolutely everything. When you depend on God, what that is going to do, it is automatically going to put you in a place of humility. And that's what we want to get to. That's what we want to get to. And we're just scratching the surface today because I'm noticing, guys, I'm almost out of time already. I don't know how this happened. Glory to God. <laughs> and so let's finish it off here today with First uh, Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. First Peter chapter 5, verses uh, 6 and 7. And that's as far as we're going to get today. I just want you to really, what I want you to take away from this message today, friend, is I want you to know that God's goodness, like we told you last week, it does not depend on your ability to be good. And you seeing the favor and the breakthroughs of God in your life, you want to take your attention off of yourself. And you want to put your attention, glory to God, you want to put your attention on Jesus. You see, the Bible says that as we behold Jesus and his word, It's the Holy Spirit who's going to transform us from the inside out. And so this entire Christian life is designed for us to look to him. You see, if it was us performing, guys, if we could just perform to get stuff to happen and and, and, and to be right with God, well, in that case, then we wouldn't need a Savior, would we? You see, it's very humbling to realize, guys, when you realize you need a Savior. When you realize that no matter what you do, you're going to need Jesus. You see, that's very humbling. And so, like I said, humility is really the key in this Christian life. And 
We're going to talk about what humility is and why it's so important. Praise God. But what I want you to see here in First Peter, we're going to end it here because we're almost out of time, and I actually got to get going here. I got to be at church in about an hour here. This is why we do these um, messages early on Sunday mornings. But I want you to see this real fast. We're going to end it here, and we're going to pick it up here next week. First uh, Peter chapter five, starting in verse six. He says in verse six, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God." that he may exalt you in due time. You see, this relationship with Jesus is ultimately going to produce humility. And I want you to take note. He says, humble yourselves. And there's a purpose for why God wants us to uh, humble ourselves. He says, he says that he may exalt you in due time. And so God wants to exalt you but in order to be exalted, we got to be humble. Now, like I said, we're going to talk about humility, but I want to end here with verse 7 here, and I want you to see that one way that you humble yourself, friend, is, is you take your care, you take your worries, you cast it on Him. Verse 7 says, He tells us how to humble ourselves. He says, casting all your care on Him, for he careth for you. Now, a lot of us have heard this scripture, but, but many of us have not associated this verse with humility. And I'm going to say something now in a very loving way, and I want you to take this in the right way, because there's never any condemnation, guys. But I want you to, to know that to carry care and to be in a relationship with Jesus. I'm talking about believers now. You're a believer, but you're holding on to, to your care. You're holding on to your worries. You're holding on to your anxieties. I want you to understand that that is actually a symptom of pride. You see, a humble person cast their care on the Lord. A humble person is going to say, Lord, you already know my needs. I'm concerned about my kids. Lord, you love my kids more than I could ever love my kids. And so I'm going to cast my care about my kids on you. Lord, you're asking me to do this thing, to start this business. Lord, if this is you asking me to do this, Lord, then I'm going to, I'm going to let you be responsible for it working out. <laughs> Amen. And I'm going to cast that care on you. Now, you're going to do what you got to do. You're not going to slack off. No, you're going to do what you got to do. But remember, you're doing what you're doing from a place of rest. You see? And that means you're going to cast your care on the Lord. You say, well, Alex, how do I do that with all the stuff that's going on? And what I want you to know is the Bible tells you how to do it. You do it by recognizing how much He cares for you. He says, you cast your care on Him for, that word for means because, because He cares for you. When you understand how much God cares for you, when you understand how much God loves you, when you understand the goodness of God, guys, 
Now it's just a matter of you saying, I'm going to submit myself to that. I'm going to humble myself. And Lord, I'm just going to trust that your plans for me are for good. I'm going to trust that as I, as I, as I turn my care over to you, things are going to work together for, for good. Remember what we told you last week, guys. We told you that God does not cause all things to happen in your life. You see, God does not cause sickness. God did not cause lack. God did not cause you, perhaps, to have that trouble in your marriage. No. But if you will let him, God is going to cause everything to work together for good. And he's going to cause everything, when he works it out for good, it means that his promises are coming to pass in your life. And so if you're believing for restoration, he wants to restore. He wants to restore the marriage. He wants to restore health. He wants to restore the relationship. So he didn't cause the trouble, but if you will let him, he will cause it to work together for your good. If you will let him, he will cause you to come through that trial without the smell of smoke, praise God. If you will let him, he will cause you to walk through that difficulty, and he's going to bring you out stronger than you've ever been before, friend. If you will let him, if you will humble yourself, if you will submit to him, if you will walk with him, if you will cast your care on him. And so everybody say, I'm casting my care on the Lord. Type it into, into the, into the chat. Say, I'm casting my care on the Lord. Praise God. And then we're going to pick it up with, um, humility next week. I have some, I have a lot of stuff I want to say about humility, guys, that the Lord is really showing me and dealing with me on because humility is key. You being humble is key for you to walk in in everything that God has for you, you see. And so and so we're going to talk about that some more next week. But for now, guys, we're out of time. That's all that's all we got time for. And so guys, if you got something out of that today, I want you to just take a moment. I want to I want you to raise up your hands and I just want you to give him thanks. Give him thanks right now. Thank him. If you're not driving, just take a moment. This is, we always want to do this at the end of our messages. You want to stop, you want to, you want to turn to Him and you want to thank Him. Thank Him for what you've heard today. Thank Him for what you've understood today. Thank Him for how the Holy Spirit was ministering to your heart even while I was speaking. And just praise Him, guys. And then find something else you want to thank Him for. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want you to examine your life. And I want you to notice His goodness in your life, guys. He's so good. He's so good. And so, Lord, we just thank you for the word that has gone forth today, Lord. And as your people are receptive and available, God, I just I just trust, Lord, that you're going to take this word and that your Holy Spirit is going to do what what I could never do, which is create transformation in the lives of your people. Thank you that the seed of your word, Lord, was planted in the hearts of your people today. And Father, thank you that we will go forth today transformed, strengthened in our relationship with you, Lord. And so I declare right now over your people, Lord, that as they look to you, as they depend on you, God, 
They're going to see your goodness in their lives like never before. And we praise you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. And we praise you for this now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And the people of God said, Amen. You've been listening to the Alex Rubit Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Alex Rubit. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Now, if this message has been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to help us to spread the good news. Simply like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. Now, I pray that you will continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.